thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind with your hosts, Lawrence and Karen Tam. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind. This is episode 103, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of being world-class in life, love, and legacy. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-host of the Inside the Champion's Mind podcast, and beside me is my beautiful wife. Karen Tam. Did I say that? No? <laughs> yes, of course. It's Karen. Point. Okay. So it's uh, episode number three. This is the third episode. This is going awesome. This is going great. Um, you haven't uh, put me under the bus yet, so this is good. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. And for those of you watching the video, you will very astutely notice we are still wearing the same clothes <laughs> because we're filming this right after the, the second one that we did. We're on a roll. We're being productive. I thought we were trying to keep consistency. <laughs> we're the same clothes. We're going to run out of clothes. We'll just always wear this. And yeah, yeah. then, um, yeah. <laughs> so um, last, last episode, we talked about adversity and uh, dealing with daily adversities. And so it's been obviously a challenge for you know us and the story that you had and or we actually had. And, and mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch that, so go back to listen to episode 102. What are we talking about today? I don't know. <laughs> no, I do what? know. I know while I was out, you were on a phone call. Um, and I actually don't know anything about this phone call because we haven't had a chance to debrief or to chat. We just came on to this. So, hey, oh, let's have a conversation nice. with some of our best friends. Yeah. Pull up a chair. Get a cup of tea. Tell us, Lawrence. You know, if you're driving, driving, don't do that. <laughs> just, eyes on the road. Eyes on the road. Um, what do you have to tell us so, so what's been really interesting, I can't remember how this came up. Um, must have been through like a seminar or something that uh, there was an idea. And the idea was um, that I had, or maybe someone instilled this question in me, was to kind of look back in your life and to think back what were some of the most instrumental, pivotal moments in my life. And <clears throat> not only, we ended up the last podcast, we talked about being thankful, being mm-hmm. grateful and, and having the gratitude for the small things in life. And I think... That kind of led me to this thinking, and one of the, why this one episode would be really important. Following up from that, was this being thankful for not just those pivotal moments, but also being thankful for those people in our lives that actually shifted us. Is this about me? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it Thank Your Wife Day? Yes. Is it National Thank Your Wife? Day? It's all about me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you know, this, not, not about me. No, this is well. I, okay, let's put it this way. This person that I'm going to want to talk about today, yes. um, I'm thankful for and changed my life in a way that allowed me to meet you, right? So okay. maybe it, it is about you. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, thinking back about this this person, um, I so I had to reflect back on who had been actually been instrumental in my life and then who would I really willing to kind of give thankful, uh, thank, give thanks, thanks to. to. Yeah. And so um, one of the, the people that actually um, has been instrumental in my life was um, my great eight teacher, Mrs. Antel. And the reason why that is, is because, um, mostly, I think I've kind of mentioned this in a, on several podcasts before from the age of five to nine, um, which is very pivotal from a language development point of view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, people make fun of my grammar and my spelling and, um, and in, in terms of English, my poor uh, pronunciations or whatever it is. And you probably noticed that quite a few times. Um, 
the reason why that's so bad, or this is what my story I tell myself anyways, <laughs> is that I was born in Canada, but at age of five, I actually left to go to, to Hong Kong. My parents moved us to Hong Kong for four years, yeah. and uh, which meant that um, you know, I didn't get the basic fundamentals uh, fundamental of English. So you were speaking English up until that point. I, I hope you were speaking by the age speaking, of five. Yes, Good I was. Job. And then straight away, I don't, did your parents even speak English to you when you moved into moved? No, I, I don't. I, I don't honestly don't remember. Uh, that's, a, that's a totally. <laughs> that's different, another episode yeah, that's about another lack episode. of memory. Yeah. But. I don't remember what we talked about like <laughs> ten minutes ago. Uh, yeah. That's why I actually started this podcast. Going, what are we talking about? Because I don't remember the conversation we had two minutes before that. Uh, so anyway, so so I actually. Um, was speaking Cantonese uh, pretty much uh, during those four years and studied in a Chinese school and uh, learned Cantonese. So when I came back... At what age? At nine, nine, nine years yeah. old. So I went to uh, grade four, year four. One of the first things I really recognized myself was that I was back in my home country, which is an English-speaking country, that I couldn't even communicate in. Right, which was really because you hard. hadn't spoken English for five years. Yeah, exactly for four. Yeah, for four years, yeah, and four years. you know, like little English, but not mm-hmm. not not very well. So I couldn't converse with my own people, if you want to call it that. And uh, I can, you know, the only people that I talked to were the two other um, Chinese um, kids that immigrated from Hong Kong in the same year, and that's how I actually communicated. And and so one of the things that I, I really knew my strengths and my weaknesses. My strength was I was really great at mathematics at that time because in Hong Kong, they, they, they studied math at a pretty high level. So I was really good at that, but I was terrible at everything else. Right? So my English, everything else, so my report cards, like from year four, five, six, seven, were all B's and C students. Now that may surprise some of you because, you know, People see me as Mr. Perfect for some reason. I don't know why, because you definitely <laughs> maybe, don't. Maybe because you keep telling everyone. <laughs> why? If you keep on, if I keep you on saying it, it enough, if I say it enough, I will believe in it. That's my little mantra to myself. <laughs> Anyways, um, so for those years, those four hundred years, I could, I was really struggling at school. Uh, other than mathematics, which was like my my saving grace, I guess. But everything else, maybe you know, sports and athletic, I was okay. It wasn't like great, but everything else, I was a B and C students. I was getting really uh, not great marks. And and it was and I always thought that I was going to be a B and C student. That was the expectation that was you had. That's myself. as good as it got. This is like wow, well, I'm 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Then comes Mrs. Antow, which is my grade eight teacher. Um, my greatest year, this is before high school because high school for us back in Canada was year, year nine. nine. And yeah. so this was the last year in elementary school. And she, for the first time, I got this report card, the very first report card that I got, I had, I think about 10 to 12 A's, which on top, like, you know, with my mathematics being three of them. And, but yeah, I got A's. I was like, Wow. Did you think you had the wrong report card? Yeah, actually. Where you're like, start yeah. the car, run. Exactly. <laughs> like, take it, take it. You know, I'm not going to tell anybody. And then I got the second report card and the third report card. And what was um, absolutely amazing about that experience, like, you know, I still remember to this day, was like seeing that report card. And there was something like uh, almost like a light bulb that kind of switched on in me and going, maybe I can do this. Maybe I am smart. And and But that's interesting, though, to mm-hmm. think, right? How – and I, I said to uh, – so uh, – and to say – Think back, right? If I didn't have that, if I didn't have that switch, I'm going to went through high school and university, maybe not even made it to university. Who knows, right? Yeah. Because since that pivotal moment in time mm-hmm. where I told myself, this is how powerful the mind is, at 13, 14 years old, I told myself that maybe, maybe I'm actually smart. Went to high school. From then on, from year nine, from, uh, from year nine onwards, I became an honor student. 
I was an A student from then on. I got 80% average all the way through five years of high school. We have year 13. Yes, you heard it right. We had 13 years, right? Uh, uh, up to year 13 high school that we don't have that anymore. Then I went to university and it still became the four years of university I had was a straight A student and then chiropractic college, you know, did quite well there. And I'm not, it's not about ego and bragging here, but it's really about the importance of that one little mindset shift in myself and the confidence that she gave me simply by a report card. Um, you know, shifted my head. So that pivotal moment that year was very, very instrumental um, to me. And I'm trying to, I, I want to say thank you to her because. So is that who you called today? Were you that's her? who I called today. Yeah. And did she it, remember you? She did. It took, you know how many, you know this because yeah, it no, took no. me months, if not years yeah, to find, tracking her down. Try, try and track her down because yeah. I wanted to do this for a long time. Yeah. And so, you know, she's back in Canada and I had to get my dad and, you know, the church that we went to and trying to find her. And, but the problem was I had the wrong last name. <laughs> like it was, I thought it was Anton or T-O-N, but it's actually Antao, which is T-O-A. And so I was tracking the wrong person. And so, it, it, you know, all I knew was the last name. I didn't have the first name either. And so that took a long time to figure out. And finally, um, someone with, the true connection was able to find her and find her number. And I finally called her today. It was awesome. It was a great experience. Okay. It's been about, you know, half an hour talking. Um, and she remembered me, which is really awesome. It was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm kind of blushing right now, but, um, it was, it was really great because, um, I got the opportunity. It was really great for me because I got the opportunity to thank someone to, for shifting and changing my life. Like, honestly, like if you're watching this or listening to this, there's Antel, thank you so much. And, and I know you told you several times on the phone call, but I really want to say that thank you. Um, but more importantly, I think I also shifted something in her. Like she said to me was that she remembered me. Um, she said I was a very serious student. <laughs> me? Serious? I don't know what, what? she's talking about. Wrong guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was very, very different than my brother. She's taught my brother as well, who was about two and a half years. And you know my brother. We're completely different yes. people. And so we were different back then and we're so different now. Um, but the thing that was, was that was was great for her, though, was to to know. And I, that's just where the thing – this is, comes back to the podcast. This is, this is where I really wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to give thanks, not because of me. But I wanted to give thanks to let her know, right, of all the thousands of, te- of kids mm-hmm. that she have taught, she made an impact on at least one. And right? I'm going to stop you there because how often do we thank people? Because you mm-hmm. think about it, we do things all the time and we don't realize the ripple effect it has on other people. Mm. And it would be so awesome if you could think about somebody that's done something that's changed your life and to tell them that because... Some days are tough and you're going through it and you're thinking, I'm not making a difference in the world. I'm not. And for her to have that phone call from you, it's, you know, a tiny thing, a little thing, giving you an A or having that confidence in you that she had the mindset that, you know what, that was worthy of you. But what a what a difference it made in your life deciding who you were going to be for the rest of your life. Yeah. Absolutely. And, that, and we're talking like 25 years ago, 26 years ago, right? This happened. Mm. And um, and I didn't realize it. I didn't recognize it because teachers, I mean, teachers are, you know, they, and like a lot of other like nurses and all this, all, all those types of jobs, they're, they're thankless jobs in a sense, like, because people move on, right? Mm-hmm. After you finish the year, you move on, you got to start again. And you don't, you don't know the impact. You don't know the ripple effect of what that one person is going to do. I'm not saying that my life is perfect and, you know, making an impact on people's lives, but you know, I'm able, you're, if you're listening, like I'm hoping that these podcasts are making an impact in your life. Well, that stems from her at some point, you know, a part, part of her. And I said that to her, I said, you know, you don't, you just didn't make an impact in my life, but you're making an impact on everybody who I've made, who I'm going to have an impact to from, from here on in. Um, and I think that's really special. I think it's really special for someone to be able to accept that and, and to, to know that. 
and and that's the impact. It's like you know mm-hmm. how many people have have come and come and gone in our lives that actually made and shaped it, shaped it yourself or myself or you know in your life and changed the trajectory. And sometimes it's only for a fleeting moment. You know, we, we we think of all the people that are saying families or yeah. um, people who've been in our lives for a long time, like friends and best friends and stuff. But what about those people who just came in your life for like five minutes, or maybe you just yeah. attended one seminar? That one line you know you talked yeah. about last podcast, like that one line that came in. Maybe someone you never even met, right? That said that one thing at the right opportune time that shifted the direction of your life. And uh, you know, let's flip it though. Yeah, let's flip. How many times in your life do you speak to your partner? Your spouse, well, same thing, isn't it, really? Um, your children or yourself, and we're not kind with what we say or because of our expectations or what we yeah. say. And that then, that person hears that, be it yourself subconsciously or your children, which I'm so mindful of, mm-hmm. that they then think, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And, man, that's powerful stuff that we can really cause somebody to think that they're not good enough in life, that they can't succeed. You know, it happens in the classroom, unfortunately. They've done studies on it where some children are told, you are brilliant, and other children are told, "Mm, not so much. And that affects how the children will be able to progress through school and through life as well. And so I think we have to be so mindful in putting our expectations or our thoughts that this is what I'm thinking, this is how you are telling somebody how they are because mm. it can majorly shift and affect their entire life. Well, the perception, right? That's, the, perception, that's what we're talking yeah. about. And she told me, and I didn't know this obviously because I, mean, I was young, right? I was 13, 14. She told me she was actually a hard marker. So she wasn't an easy marker. She was just give me, she wasn't giving people A's all the time, but she was a hard marker, but she must've saw something in me or she had that expectations you know, of me. And she actually told me a story um, for those people in Toronto or listening in, from Canada, she told me that she actually taught at a school prior to the school that she taught at. Um, I went to St. Agnes and a small little school, but the school that she taught before was uh, in Jane and Finch area. And Jane and Finch area is known in Toronto to be a very, very rough area of town. Like it's one of the drug, um, yeah, is, is it very known as a, one of the drug areas of Toronto? And she went to, um, you know, a sc- she taught in a school, um, let's call it a, like a ghetto type of school in, in the kids. And one of the things that happened, she taught, and this is where she got her realization was when she was teaching her school, all the, the kids, the kids, the, those young kids, I think she was teaching uh, grade four or something were mm-hmm. winning science fairs, which is totally unexpected. And people were going like, how is it possible for these, mm-hmm. you know, because their expectations kids- are so low of these kids and these kids were meeting their expectations. Exactly. Like how do these kids win science fairs when they come from a school in the Jane and Finch area they yeah. come from, you know, these are kids who have come from broken homes or whatever. How can they be smart? Like that's yeah. the, the expectation yeah. of people. And this is what you're talking about. And I thought, and she made her switch in her by some knowing, well, I didn't expect anything less. Like I expected them to be smart. And, mm-hmm. and that's the key, isn't it? Like this is the, the whole effect of how we perceive of our mind of expectation of ourselves, our kids or our partners or anybody else that is actually changing our life and, and the, sh- and how it shifts in the direction of those, all those lives. And you mentioned that several times is that we have these expectations of our kids or, you know, what they perceive, or even just even people in general, and they will behave, but we will perceive that behavior based on our expectation, not actually the behavior itself. And that's the filter that we have, which is very dangerous, right? In one aspect, but also, so you got to be very careful to filter because that's something you can change. Yeah. Because it can be quite stressful as well for children. You can even think I'm, I'm being very positive with my child. You're so smart, darling. You're so wonderful. You always do fantastic. 
which is a nice pat on the back, but at the same time, you're setting up in their mind that you only accept them or you're only happy with mm. them when they're hitting all these high marks. And let's face it, in life, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. We're not always going to, you know, some of our best learning comes from when we fail and we learn from that, but we could be programming their mind to think that we can't accept that or we don't love them. And, and people put, put thoughts like that into their mind. I'm not good enough or I'm not loved unless I meet these requirements and you've just given me that checklist. Yeah. I got to say the hardest thing as a parent right now, like in today's age, and I still don't know really how to deal with this, is how not to um, congratulate your child on everything that they do, right? <laughs> so for example, like Christian comes up and goes, daddy, look at this. You know, what do you think of my drawing? And it's crap, right? And what do we say? Oh, that's a beautiful drawing, right? It's no, beautiful. But, but it's, no, no, but be honest, right? Yeah. Think about this, right? It's like we can say, you know, when something is not... For example, they might say they uh, Kyle might have written a poem, or you know, Krishna might have done something. It's to the best of their ability. But if we congratulate everything and not correct them mm. and say everything is perfect and everything is beautiful, the first sign, and we will expect this with, especially I think with Kaya, is that, that if, they have if adversity. adversity, if there's something that happens, then a challenge comes up. We're going, they're going to be. They don't know what to do with that. They won't, they won't have the tools to deal with it. And which, which is a very challenging thing as a parent to yeah. not overconstate. And so we, we've been very cautious. We kind of, we talked about this, right? One yeah. of the challenging things that we had to do was one was to say things like, you know, when he goes, are you proud? Rather than saying, I'm proud of you, it's rather than saying, are you proud of yourself first? Like it's more asking yeah. that question to the child. It's kind of like, are you proud of yourself? Like, are you proud that you created this? Are you proud? Because it's more important. I think it's more important that they're proud of themselves versus that what what their parents are proud of. Looking about. looking to external sources for ver- validation. That's right. Which That's right. Is, you know, yeah. adults. We I know I do that. I'm all the time going, "Is this okay? Is this fine?" And you know, I hate it. I hate it so much when you just you flip that on me and you're like, "Does it really matter what I think?" Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. It does matter because I have bled and I have sweat over this. Please be a cheerleader, but. I've probably been conditioned that way. And and it is important that we can stand up for ourselves and be happy within ourselves with what we've done. And it is difficult, I think, as a parent trying to navigate. You want to praise them enough, but then you praise them too much. You can't be negative. It's a a bit of a minefield. It's a minefield. And that's what I'm saying. It's a challenge. I know it's a challenge for me. So I imagine it would be a challenge for a lot of people because it's it's that whole expectation um, of what we set up. And I can guarantee you, I've recognized this when I was in Ireland. One of the things was, the insight that I got was, I look for validations, mm-hmm. right? I'm looking for external validations all the time. And that's a downfall. Like it is an actual downfall because although you're seeking, you want to know whether or not you're doing things well or not, but at the same time is that if I'm only doing things because of an approval of someone, like whether you approve me or whether um, people you know, on this podcast approve, <laughs> yeah, exactly. approve of us. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, uh, you know, the, I remember, please keep it coming. Yeah, five star <laughs> ratings only, you know, yeah. like, you know, it's yeah. all those things like yeah. it, it's hard. And that's why one of the reasons why I actually don't, I asked you guys to comment and I asked you guys to um, give us ratings, for example, on, on iTunes. Um, but I gotta be honest. I don't actually check it. Especially for you, this you podcast. Don't. I don't. don't. I don't. And here's the reason why. Um, I do this podcast, this Champions of My Podcast, for me. Like, I, I actually do it because I feel I, there's something about this. There's passion in me. I actually have no idea 
if anybody's listening and have no idea Hello. what people think, the, the comments that they got from your episode, from the episode 101, has probably been the most comments we've ever gotten for any show that we've done in the last four now, years. Is that because you're actually looking for them? Because I, really I actually, them on that one? well, I also wanted you to, to, to feel that validation and maybe that's a bad thing or not, but yeah. I wanted you to know that, hey, you you were great on it, you know? So I wanted to let you know, um, without me just telling you, cause then you could just say, yeah, but you're yeah, just saying that, you. right? Yeah, whatever. But I wanted people, and I, I, I do, I trust me. It doesn't mean that I don't want comments guys. Like please keep the comments coming. Cause it, it does help us shape the show. However, is that now though, the, the difference is that I'm listening. I, I'm, I love for your feedback. However, I'm going to do what I want to do with this regardless, podcast, regardless of what, yeah, exactly. Regardless. And, and listen, let's face it. I'm not hundred percent right now. Like I'm still working at that, but I've spent a lot of my life uh, looking for validation from people. And, you know, you both, I have talked about this in terms of, and it's not just in the podcast world. It's in anything that I've done. Like I'm always constantly looking for, you know, uh, mentors. This is one realization I had. I was literally looking at my mentors and like, this is the thought that goes through my head. It goes, I hope he says that I'm awesome. Like <laughs> I hope he says that, you know, you're doing a great job. Who does that? Right. I know maybe everybody else does, but that, that, that thought and going, Oh my God. That is not a good thing, right? That I need to want approval from my mentors or my certain significant um, people in my life to tell me whether or not I'm good enough to do something. It's a big realization. It was a huge realization that I had. And then recognizing, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether my best friend tells me I'm, I'm awesome. It doesn't matter that my best, you know. But you know what? That's so hard to say it doesn't matter because, oh, man, it. Oh, I'm not saying it's... No, it's not easy. It's, it's so hard. Like, I, I, I'll be like, perfectly honest with you. We I, are not perfect. The thought all. the thought is, you know, saying it, it's... Yes, it's easy to but, say it, but then to feel it emotionally, it, to connect those two. I'm dialing it up. I'm it working does. it up. I'm working oh, it up. It is a very difficult thing. And, and you know what? It's that whole perfectionism thing, because we talked about, I think, in episode, the first 101, yeah. we talked about that we are going to screw our kids up mm. no matter what. And I think yeah. about Martini and some interesting... Um, other people that we've talked about as well, that you can in life look at things that are very negative and just say, that ruined it for me. My father didn't love me enough. He didn't talk to me. And now I'm a victim and this is who I am. But to every everything, be it positive or negative, there is a balance to that. So for example, my father was a workaholic. Hmm. And you know, for the longest time, I was really upset about that. I couldn't let go of it because I thought, you know, he missed out. He missed out on moments with me. He didn't know how special I was. We could have bonded. We could have done things, but work came first. And, you know, now as a parent, I can see it through a different filter. I can see that, you know, you got to put food on the table. You got to put clothes on the kids. You got to put a roof over your house. You need to pay the bills. But at that time, that wasn't important to me. Hmm. What was important to me was that he was choosing something over me. On the flip side of that, if we look at, you know, you can say, oh, poor me, you know, horrible things. I'm, you know, but on the flip side of that is now that I've looked at it, how much time I spend and I give to my family and to my children and how cognizant I am of that. And you know what? That puts me in a place of being thankful to my father for teaching me that lesson. Mm -hmm. Because if he hadn't been that way, perhaps I'd be doing that with my kids. Perhaps I'd be on the phone or I'd be busy doing other things. I choose not to. I'm blessed. I don't, I don't have to work. I don't have to go out and get a job. I'm blessed by that. And I'm thankful for that because it allows me to be with my children and for them to know that they're important to me and that I put them first. Yeah. And that value came from that, right? That yeah. Value. Something that was very negative that I then looked at it with a different filter and thought, thank goodness I had that experience because yeah. that has formed the amazing relationship that I have with yourself or with the children because of that. Hmm. 
And, and it's and, flipping it. And it's also, you're very aware of that consciousness to, to help me too as well. Like, I mean, I don't think I'm a workaholic. However, there are times where I'm focused. Like there's been years where I'm so focused and you pull me up on it. It's like, you know, like we talked about that in episode 101, like get off that phone, like yeah. put that phone. Because I think board. that's emotionally linked with me. Yes. It's, it's a very yeah. it's emotional, strong. it's strong, yeah. it's strong. And it's, so then that has turned into something that I value. Mm-hmm. And when we value things and we're focused on what we value, then we make sure those things happen. And we try to ensure that those things happen as well. Yeah. And I mean, let's face it. Like I've chosen a career, like re- literally like work chiropractic. I could choose my own hours, and, but however, i still have to be there those hours. And unfortunately mm-hmm. when I was in a, in a practice where it's in, where it's in suburbia, which means that I have to work after, people get home so which i came came home like seven thirty, eight o'clock and you know mm, on those kids, nights and the kids were already in bed and the kids were in bed so i recognize that and i that's one of the reasons why i sort of left practice was because i wanted to kind of be at home however that also created a, a just a totally separate problem which means it allows me to have to force not forces me but i choose to travel which i actually love to do yeah. but it does take me away from family but the kids don't understand that. Like their their perspective is, you know, I'm sure Kyle, you know, Christian, if you listen to this like 10, 15 years later, like, you know, you like they don't understand. They they're, no, they're sort of saying they don't, they don't understand why why I have to travel so much yeah, or why, why I have to have be to away leave. or you know, um, why do I have to work so late or so on and so forth. And they don't understand. I didn't understand when my when I yeah. when I was when I was young. You don't in and, and there's a story that they tell themselves. I'm very con- like I can't I'm trying to control the narrative as much as I can. I don't know whether or not it's going to sink in, but they're going to believe what they're going to believe in. And that's where we meant, uh, or, you know, that we meant that when the first episode, a couple episodes ago, we said that we're going to screw our kids no matter what. And you try one thing, it's going to somehow, they're going to interpret the way they interpret and I can't ignore that feeling. And we if can't they, know how they're interpreting it. Exactly, because they can't voice out that, that emotion um, at that same time. And so they're going to choose to believe certain things. So where most dads have to work, you know. They have to or get moms. to Sydney or moms. Yep. They have to, you know, take an hour to get to Sydney, or for mm-hmm. example, work all day and then come home an hour. And then, you know, both parents have to work and they're going to interpret that. But our kids don't like, they see you, you know, all the time in a sense that, and we, because that's the life that we chose, but they don't know any other, any other difference. So yeah. they're only comparing them what they're comparing themselves to. So I think, you know, I think we put this pressure on ourselves sometimes to say like, you know, trying to create the perfect family or the perfect and there um, is situation. No, there is and no there is no such thing. It, it's finding what works for you as a family. Um, that works for you and your spouse and your children and that you're meeting everybody's needs or your values are. And that's going to be different for each person. And it's really difficult, as we talked about in the last episode, is when you go on Facebook and you see all these pictures that people posted about all these wonderful family moments and you start thinking in your head, like they've got the perfect family. Like they are always smiling. There is never fighting in this house. Like it is like music and roses every time they go anywhere. And, and, you know, it's not, let's just, let's be honest. It's not, it's not perfect. And everybody has their own struggles. We're just not privy to those struggles. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter like how six, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to kind of hang out with some top entrepreneurs and top business people and, mm-hmm. you know, from people who are successful in their own right, but some people who have made, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And to be honest with you, they they have the same problems, like, you know, yeah. just in a different context. Yeah. I mean, if they have problems in their life, they have problems in their relationships, they have problems in, you know, um, you know, they can make 10, hundred million dollar companies, but they feel like they haven't created a legacy. You know, like, so it doesn't matter. And this is why, you know, you, we compare ourselves to people we don't know. And then we show, oh, that's how we, our expectation to mm-hmm. live and not realizing that their issue is just as, it's, just, yeah. it's the same. It's just in a different context. So I think we need to, maybe what we need to do is also help people know that we need to hear things. And so I brought another prop because I'm, I'm ready for this today. Oh, man, now, you and now your th- props. Like, now, what is going on? Now was, that we made this video, uh, this is exciting. This, we can force was, you to watch it. This was on Facebook yesterday, and there was a woman, and I don't know if you know her. 
Do you know her? Do you know? Oh, I don't even about? know what we're talking about. Okay, she has created <laughs> TR time. Now, ladies, this could change our lives. When mommy is wearing the tiara, you are not allowed to disturb mommy. So it's five minutes of being a princess that you can read your book, have a glass of wine, have a coffee. Mommy's got the tiara on. Mommy's in five minutes, timeout zone, recharging herself. And then that allows you to be thankful for all the things that mommy does. But I don't want you to feel left out, Lawrence. So I've taken it a step further. Oh, no. And I think that dads should be able to do it as well. Because let's face it, moms aren't all the ones doing the work. Daddies need a break as well. And so I know I don't want to make you look silly because I need to make sure I've got something just as good as that gold medal I gave you. So I'm in the theme of the Olympics. I've come up with... Don't move the hair. Oh, my God. Go. No, it's perfect. Look at this. It's a leaf of laurels that you can wear, <laughs> that you are king of your domain. And when you are wearing this, the children know. They see it visually. This is good. They see it visually. They know daddy needs five minutes. Now, we can't wear this at the same time. There's got <laughs> to be rules, rules to wearing this. So this lady, whoever she was, shout out to you. I think you're onto something. In fact, I might even wear this to pick up the kids at school because I think it's a bit glam yeah, this and is, a bit bling. This is this is like this uh, is, the cone of silence. Uh, do you know where I got this from? I got this from Kaya's cupboard because she's got about 10 different tiaras and she lent me the one that she thought looked the best today for that. Oh, really? So, wow. Um, so it's a way to people can know. I'm, I'm letting you know this is my time. And after my time, you can thank me because you'll realize in that five minutes how much I do. <laughs> so ladies, gentlemen, this is my, my helpful tip to you today that I've stolen from someone off of Facebook and... Um, Implement in your house. See, See Facebook is good. It is. It is. <laughs> we get, we get lots of great ideas off yeah. of that one. Well, listen, this is a, this is a prize. And uh, for you, those of you listening to the podcast, you're going to have to go and jump on YouTube <laughs> and, uh, and watch this uh, episode so that you can actually see... The tiara, the tiara and the, the crown of and laurels. The crown of laurels. Yeah. Um, so this episode's been, you know, it's been on... We got, went off on many tangents, but I think the key <laughs> element, just to summarize, is maybe... Maybe think back in your life um, and think back to the one person or the couple of people that has been instrumental in your life, that has shaped you to who you are, um, and maybe go back and actually try to reach out. And it took me a long time to reach out, and I'm very thankful for this day. Um, and I'm going to send this podcast to, to you, Mrs. Antal. I hope that you get a chance <laughs> to listen lovely to, to meet it. you with my crown. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, take the chance, take the opportunity to go back. And I think it will shape you for who you are for doing it. But I think it will also make it mean a lot to the person on the receiving end. I think when you're able to receive um, a thank you and know that you made a difference in this world, even if it's just for one person, I think it will change your perspective on life. And um, I think it will help them. I think everybody will think benefit. So it's a win-win situation. So and I think it benefits your own family as well. Because when you realize what other people have done to you and how it affects you, you're more mindful. Yeah. of what you're saying and how you're being with your family. Yeah, I think so. And the second thing I think was that perception. You know, mm-hmm. be very, be very, very, be cautious, uh, be cognizant, and be self-aware of the the perception you have on others mm-hmm. and the expectations that you have on others. Because what your expectations of them might actually dictate how what the story you tell yourself about them. So that's very key. Um, just another reminder, guys: September 10th and 11th. Don't miss out. I don't know when this episode is, so it must be coming up soon because by the time you see this episode. So. so therefore, you want to make sure you be in Melbourne on September 10th, 10th and 11th because we're going to be there. Uh, the King and Queen. King we might, and Queen. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll, maybe. we'll wear this on the Perhaps, award nights, maybe. So. Um, but we'll be there. Best, I'll be speaking. Best outfit. We'll be speaking. <laughs> best outfit, yeah. We'll be wearing a togas. Uh, 
um, you know, we'll, we'll be there and make sure you come out and join us with Tim Robards. We've got the Merrymaker Sisters, obviously the Wellness Guys, Damian Brett, and up for the Chat Girls, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, and confirmed Sydney O'Meara is going to be there. Carol Brock's going to be there. It's going to be a fantastic two day event on wellness and hang out with like minded people. We'll be around um, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be there to kind of chat and amongst the people too. But more importantly, go to facebook.com. I know I talked about comments in this particular episode, but please do leave your comments because I'd love to just hear back feedbacks. I'd love to know how the direction of the show is going to go. We're still in early days. Even after four years, we're still changing directions now that Karen's uh, joined us in the, as a co-host. Um, so make sure you go to facebook.com slash inside champions. My like it, share it. Um, please share these episodes with other people. That would be fantastic for you to do that for, for us. Uh, make sure you go to thewellnesscouch.com. Listen to us there or subscribe to us there. Uh, go to iTunes, subscribe to us, give us comments and ratings, uh, which I will probably never read, but you know, it's helpful because it, you know, the more ratings you get, it's helped for other people to discover us. And that's how, yeah, that's, that's okay. how that's, that's, what's most important. I just really want to make an impact on other people. So, uh, on that September 10th, 10th 11th, go to the wellnesssummit.com, enter the promo code LT100. That will give you a hundred dollars off. And, uh, that should help you, uh, on your way to spend a couple of days with some amazing, amazing wellness speakers. This has been inside the champion's mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do, especially in life, love, and legacy. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Karen. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.